Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Total 90 Premier League Podcast. This is your favorite time of the week. This is my favorite time of the week. And I am Nick Brown, Frowny Brown from Frowny Brown Town. Manchester City become the first team to win the Premier League before Christmas after a 2-1 win over United. The Champions League has been drawn with PSG Madrid headlining the blockbuster fixtures. Jurgen Klopp loses the plot as a controversial penalty sees a 1-1 Merseyside derby result as well as Facebook's finest, our weekend takeaways. And we look ahead at week 17 of the Premier League season. And of course, I am never alone. I am joined by a man who recently asked me how many players are on a football pitch no, at one time. Mickey Kennedy, how are we doing after this weekend's results? Jesus, you've put some absolute GST on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay now. I was a very frustrated boy for a couple of days there, but... Um, you know, we're still ahead of Tottenham, so... Yeah, like, yeah, you got to look at the bright side sometimes. Two points ahead. Could have been more, but could have been four. Could've, yeah, it could have been double. But, uh, yeah, that's what happens when you drop kick people in the back. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't expect a penalty to happen. We Jesus will talk Christ. about that. There is so much to talk about, but this week, Mickey... It is. There's a lot of events that have happened. Champions League, buddy. How, how are we feeling? Just We will get into that later in depth, but how are we feeling overall? Um, Probably feeling better than you. Um, nah. No problem. I think it's a decent draw, but um, as we discussed earlier, it's definitely a game that um, we could find ourselves losing. We always seem to with those kind of teams. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Of course, it's, it's a long wait, isn't it, after the draw? It kind of feels like it's like you wait for the draw, wait for the draw, and then you go, all right, sweet. And then you got to forget about it for a, like a month. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like when it first got drawn, I think I tagged you in something and said this is taking the piss because, uh, you know, obviously they're trying to, they're trying to get rid of Spurs. They don't want them to win. They don't want them to win at the moment, Mickey. And, is, that, uh, is that seriously what you think? Uh, they're, they're against us. Isn't it funny how United yeah. always get easy teams? Always do. Like, I don't know why. Well, Liverpool can't beat Sevilla, so... Yeah, but that's Liverpool. We'll move on, Mickey. We'll get into the Premier League. The biggest game in the fixture of season uh, happened on the weekend, Mickey. Yep. Uh, the title has been wrapped up officially. Not actually officially, but Manchester City, 2-1 win over United. Mourinho, not happy. Guardiola, ecstatic. And uh, they took they were taking photos if they won the World Cup after the game. Yeah, they were. And... Um, <laughs> You know, Huddersfield beat them the other week. I didn't think they, even they celebrated like that. <laughs> um, no, but it was it, – it really sets City apart from everyone else now, doesn't it? Um, you know, there was good footage there of uh, the, the City fans after the game, empty, almost almost empty Old Trafford. And, um, you know, this is the day where I think City have taken over United. You're not going to take it this long. I've, I, I could have said that took it taken over early nah, in the season. Like, the, like. like as in like the whole shift of – yeah, the powerhouse um, United, the younger brother now. It's a, oh, look. It's it's hard. It's a, it, it's a great debate now, which is fantastic. I really like it because you know now the Premier League banter group is up in arms. You know now yeah. that United losing. I mustn't admit, like you know, I went in with my prediction of United to win, but once the game started, I kind of wanted City to win because I, I do like United getting angry and they, like you know just say, them saying United is red at every opportunity. Um, it just it just makes me laugh. Or Manchester is red, of course. Uh, it was it was pretty like I know it was only two one. And, you know, both goals, all three goals were actually pretty average in all honesty. Yeah, they were. Uh, but, like, Lukaku helping out City, doing his best. Uh, how much <laughs> How much of a uh, of a front, uh, flat-track bully is Lukaku at the moment? Well, no. Well, he's assisted twice in the in the big games. <laughs> yeah, just, just unfortunately, they're against his own team. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, well, he's gone missing again, I guess, you know, um, to, his, to his due. But, like, his support in the big games is nothing. Like, he gets no... Um, 
you know, he doesn't get the ball. They don't pass it to him, you know. Even with like Rashford and uh, Martial on the, on the wings there, the service to Lukaku is really poor. And unfortunately, it's the poorest from the games that matter the most. And he's the easy man to blame because he doesn't get it, put the ball in the back of the net. But I think there's more to it than what meets the eye, I think. Well, he did uh, He did have a massive opportunity. missed it. Uh, it was a pretty point-blank one. And then they had the, fo- the follow-up as well. Yeah. Couldn't put that away. Uh, he stats on that day, but he had uh, three touches in the opposition box, one take-on completed, one big chance missed. And uh, 52 touches of a donkey. That's, that's, that's his official stats on uh, the Premier League website. So I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I feel like Lukaku right now is uh, public enemy number one. And you know, it's funny where everybody was saying, uh, "What would you rather, Murata or Lukaku?" And everyone said Lukaku. Yeah, yeah. like you know, Murata didn't obviously. And these happen. stats were raised. Um, I think when you know, um, when he was making that move, you know, the the, the numbers against the big teams were low. Um, but I think everyone thought because he was at Everton that you know maybe that was the reason why. But um, we're we're finding out week by week that he does struggle against the big teams, and I don't know how you know are going to change it to make it work because he's supposed to be that vocal man. You know, I'd love to have Martial as, as that Lukaku role and see what happens, but um, obviously it's not quite happening for him in that position. But we'll see what you want to do from here. Just uh, just another step for Lukaku. He's scored fifteen goals in sixty two games in in against the top six teams. I'll put that in comparison, um, as, as I do my usual, a Harry Kane comparison, yeah. who scored 16 goals in 28 games. So there is a substantial difference, difference in there. Yeah. And uh, it is it's, it is kind of a bit of a golfing class. He does get... And I, I understand what you're saying. You know, he, he, Sometimes he doesn't get the service, but he's playing for Manchester fucking United. Like, yeah. you know, this is... This is uh, the like, service should be given. Like, yeah, like, but he had, he had like you know good strikers. And like we've always said this with Lukaku. Once they start drying out, once the chances aren't coming four or five times a game, he might scoring. struggle. Yeah, yeah might struggle because he had that one big opportunity and a good striker, a prolific striker, puts that away every time. And he had, don't forget, he had that massive chance against Liverpool too. Exactly, the yeah. Same thing you just put showed me like That was their only chance for the game. It could have taken, probably could have taken three points from it against 100%. Liverpool. And 100%. It, and it makes, you know, Mourinho's playing look so much better when he puts away those chances, you know. So, what's that, four points he's cost his team? So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, I think it wasn't the greatest day of football to be honest. Like, but, you know, the thing is, as even Marino admitted, that City are grinding out these games at the moment, you know. And a lot of the... Mourinho was asked about United during uh, City after the game. And he said, this is him when I quote. Yes. Um, they are a very good team. They are protected by luck. Oh, my what God. What you think he means by that, Nick Brown? I'll tell you. Okay, bring it on. Because his next sentence says, the gods of football, they are always behind him. So I don't know if that's the, like sore, sorest loser. You, like you thought Klopp was sour. Oh no, it's, Klopp's far more sour than that. But that's that's beside the point. Marino's blaming football gods. Yeah, but, and Klopp's blaming reporters for not knowing anything about football. So they you know, don't. <laughs> it, uh, you're right. It wasn't the actual the most fantastic game. Um, City do have a habit right now of winning ugly, which is completely fine. I, yeah. I think when you know this is why and Chelsea. Late too. This is why Chelsea uh, won the league last season because they had a period in you know December January where they weren't playing particularly well, but they get they grind out these 1-0 results. And Costa was usually the guy who put the goals away. Unfortunately, he's not there anymore. Yep. And like that's how that kind of what distinguishes you know a team like City and United at the moment. Even Rashford's goal, like it was a really poor defensive error yeah. and it was kind of just fell out the back. It was a nice finish, but like it was just a strange game for like two of the, you know, what we would consider the two the best. best teams in the comp. I guess that's what it t- takes to beat those kind of teams. But, you know, maybe yeah. it does take a bit of luck these days to get the break the defences, even though I think United is not as strong as City's, but... Um, you know, sometimes you need a bit of luck, and and that's what happened 
I would say, pretty much every one of the goals. Well, you know, City do have uh, Swansea coming up, and then they have Spurs at the Etihad's on the weekend. So that, that's going to be their next big one. I think that's the last of the big six teams that they would have played by then, I'm pretty Chelsea? sure. They, they barely beat Chelsea. De Bruyne put them away pretty oh, easily yeah, with a nice right. cracker from outside. And sure, you would have been happy. And they've, be, they've beaten everybody else. So, like, you know, once once they get over... No, I'm not going to say once they get over. Once they get beaten by Tottenham, uh, there might be a little bit of hope. But right now, I mean, I you, so. there is what well, 11-point gap. Like, it is... Is it like, you know, like, we, we go on about them winning the league. Is it an absolute guarantee now? As, as close as you can get to a guarantee, I think, you know. Um, they've been class and... If they get to January um, and December, do, do they even look at buying players, you reckon? Because, like, obviously the talk of Sanchez is, is to go in there and, you know, like, what is he even – As oh, I think we've mentioned this before. What is he even fitting that team yeah. probably on the bench? And it, that's the strange. worst part, isn't it? It's very uh, strange with you, Sanchez. Yeah, it is very strange. I don't think City need him anymore. And I probably, they probably know that. It's, so now, you know, like, Sanchez probably thought that was his chance to go and – um, you know, do, who does anyone take him now? <laughs> Sanchez had his Sanchez to uh, to get out of there, Mickey, but he couldn't do it right now. Uh, mm. Let's see. With Sanchez, it's a struggling one because he's not worth as much because his contract is running out and he's old. Uh, he's, he's getting older. He is one, when he's on, he's probably in the top three, if not the best player in the league. When he's going, yeah. Like so, he has that kind of thing behind him. But you're right. There's no there's no point in City getting him other than just kind of trying to weaken Arsenal. That's yeah, the only reason the, they get it right and now. The thing is, but like, they're nearly twenty points ahead of Arsenal. Yeah, do they, do they bother? Arsenal are actually closer to uh, relegation right now, and they might be right on. Oh, they actually one point, sorry, better than relegation than the top. That's how much of a gap there is. Yeah, seventeen points from the top, eighteen points from the bottom, the absolute bottom. That's not even relegation. Yeah. So it's it's a really crazy scenario that we're in right now. Arsenal are fifth, by the way, Mickey. So like, yeah. you know, it's not like we're dealing. Like that just shows the dominance of Manchester City. Uh do you like you know you've mentioned this before and we might have to start mentioning this especially if they get if they get up with these next two wins and by next week they're still unbeaten uh can they go unbeaten for the whole season well it's getting more and more likely isn't it because like they, they've played all the top teams and they haven't like the thing is they haven't even lost to them you know what I mean I mean they haven't even drawn with them like yeah. they've beaten them you know what I mean so there is for me like um Everton's draw with them just seems more and more amazing every week, doesn't it? Well, yeah, and it was kind of one of those scenarios where that game could have gone either way as well. Could have gone for Everton as well. They had yeah. chances in that game. The only the only time I could see them dropping points is probably in the Champions League stages. Um, they've got who have they got in the um, well, they've got Basel, so that's, yeah. that's an easy enough opponent anyway. But um, if they're in the latter stages of the Champions League and, and they play, you know, uh, or maybe a weaker in brackets team during the week and then yeah. want to rest all their players for the Champions League clash. Yeah. That's that's probably where I can see them possibly losing points because they've probably already won the league by then. But you know, it's hard to say. They are that good at the moment and, and the resources they've got besides their starting eleven is is unbelievable, you know. So um you know, sky's the limit for them. Sky blues. <laughs> can they win the Champions League? Yes. Do you think I think almost any English club can. Oh, that's a big call. That is a big call. That's a huge call. All right. So you, we're looking at the, the two weakest teams in from the England right now are yep. Liverpool and, and Tottenham, yes. and on their day can destroy. And not even like that's the thing. This on their day they can not only beat but destroy teams. So well, yeah, we if, took if care you're, of Madrid. Pardon, we, <laughs> We've already taken care of Madrid. Well, that's so. what I mean. Like you know what I mean. So if they're the two weakest clubs representing England at the moment, and they could actually like tear teams apart. Like Liverpool's attacks are probably as good as anyone. Tottenham's just all round team is yeah. Is is in in the same 
You know what I mean? You, you guys could go up against a PSG in Madrid and not feel like you're going to get spanked. Like, you know, yeah. you, you'd feel competitive at, at the very least. Yeah, so yeah. um, if they're the weakest teams representing England right now, why can't they? Yeah, it's, it's such a like, I feel like as you've said this before that we kind of, we just don't expect it to happen. So we always kind of have to have our reservations yep. with the English teams. But like, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You know, if we have five teams right now in, so let's just let's just like make some quick assumptions. United United go through, simple. Liverpool go through, they're expected to. City go through, they're expected to. Chelsea, Barca, Juventus, Tottenham, we'll just take one. We'll just say we'll say Spurs go through Chelsea don't just because I want Spurs to go through. That's four teams in the last in the last eight. Yeah. That's huge. That means there is a chance every every game being played will be have an English team in there. Yeah. And that could be and that means semi finals could if, be all English. <laughs> well I was gonna say the semi yeah, he goes straight to the four English teams and um you know what? It's 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 the English games um, that like vastly improved on a Europe scale very quickly. Um, you know, it was only a couple of years ago where, um, you know, people were questioning what's going on with these 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 mega teams that are in England that are, are so full of money and so full of like the world class players, but they can't do anything in Europe. Um, I think Liverpool was the last team to really. Oh, actually, no. So it was like you got United in that after that, but. Um, yeah, like they really struggled for you know maybe four or five years where they just weren't making any impact, and now all of a sudden we've come with five teams, uh, four finishing on top of their group. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're starting to make it um, a real dint in Europe football at the moment. The only thing you could only say right now is it has just been the group stage. You know, um, there have been a lot of teams. Madrid didn't even win their group last season; they won the whole thing. Like, you know, there's yeah. there's been there's been many occasions where well, they didn't win it this year. So yeah, so they're every chance to go ahead and win it straight away. You know what I mean? Like, so once this once these first two weeks get out, and once we get the round of eight, I think that's when we're really going to have a gauge of where where, where England does sit because if yep. they do have if they have anywhere between like you know they've got three favorites, so if they have three to five teams in the final eight. That's massive. That's so yeah. big compared to what it is. I think the competitiveness of English football now is is starting to show as well because, um, you know, obviously one of those top, the top six in brackets misses out every year. Or two, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, two miss out every year. So um, that competitiveness uh, between those those six clubs is is um I think a driving force as well into why we're so good because I don't know how many how many, well I don't think we could unless Arsenal win the Europa League there's no we can't have five next year can we but they're not going to win the Europa League have you seen the teams that have been going down all the all the third teams that are going down into there because they've missed out the Champions League they are no chance they're, you reckon yeah no chance absolutely no chance well, who who goes down Brossa Dortmund Dortmund uh, Dortmund does uh well, hang on I'd have to get I'd have to get my all my Champions League teams up do you hear the team that they're playing um. Arsenal next round. Yeah. Actually, I'll save that. Oh. Hang on. Hey, don't say anything about that. Damn it, I can't. Oh, um, you're, you're screaming ahead. But we will get to it. We'll move, we'll move on, on the Premier League. We'll move on to, the, to the, the probably the most disappointing. I mean, the fact that I got up at one o'clock in the morning to watch this game. It's a big effort for you, Mickey. You don't usually do that. Yeah, I do it all the time, you dickhead. <laughs> I just like throwing you up. Uh, this is what Jurgen Klopp had to say, Mickey, but. Yes. Sorry, I'm wrong. You're Jurgen, because you were so dominant for so much of that match. Does this feel very much like a, a wasted opportunity to pick up three points? What do you think? Well, I imagine it does. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Okay. What did you make of your team's performance? It was good. We didn't score often enough. We were, I saw only one team today, to be honest. Only one team playing. Um, but the ref thought um, we have to make it a little bit more. I can't believe 
this situation with all the challenges. We were completely f clean. We did no make any fouls. We had Sigurdsson on, on Henderson, which was again a red card, like in all derbies so far since I'm in. It's always one really nasty one, at least. And then you give, the, with all the challenges in this game, where only one team is playing, you give such a penalty away. It's unbelievable. When you see the pictures, you see it like he... Like Have you had a chance to see it back? Yes. At this makes it smart, but he makes a step in, in, in this direction, but it's even then it's nothing. It's even then it's nothing, and then and you have the penalty, and now one team can celebrate, probably, and we um, can't. What have you said to the referee? Uh, they don't understand that he's doing that. That's what I said. I didn't use one swearing word. So only I, I, I cannot... I, I cannot <laughs> Believe that you make in a game like this, where only one team is trying over 95 minutes to do everything to win it, and the other team was not even in our box. I don't know if they had a shot on on target or something, um, apart from the penalty. And then, um, yeah, you give it, you you open the door for them like this. That's that's, in my understanding, not okay. For you, 100% not a penalty, or does Dejan Lovren? No, no, does he not need to make no, the decision? No, no, it's not a case of blaming him. No, does he not need to make the challenge, though? He doesn't make a challenge. Carbert Lewin makes a step in his thing, but does, does a, and there's hands on the back. The hand is like this on the back. You saw it. If you think it's a penalty, then do it. Say it. Say it. It's a penalty in your opinion. It's a penalty in your opinion. Okay. If you want my it, my opinion, doesn't matter. I would say soft. Obviously, my opinion doesn't matter as well. Mickey. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. He goes on. He goes on to criticise the uh, the reporter for not knowing anything about football. Once he says it's a soft, That's but fair. it's a penalty. Uh, Klopp, you can't take a loss. Sometimes I, I think Mickey is he's somebody who doesn't. He like obviously nobody likes losing, but there was. I guess there is a case. Where I would like to get your uh, your completely biased opinion first in terms of uh, was that a penalty or not, and uh, we'll go from there. I think. Um, <laughs> sorry, just listening to that over still makes me angry because like. I was angry for a long time after that. And if it wasn't 2 a.m. in the morning, I would have screamed my house down, I, I promise you. Um, I have before, Nick, haven't I? Yeah, you have. You smash walls a lot. Like, we've, <laughs> you, you palm smash walls and it's very scary. Yes. And um, there's still a massive hole in my room yeah. that I've covered with a little bullshit, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it for three years in my room. My mum doesn't badge. know yet. And if she ever listens to this show, which I, ho I hope she doesn't because she... I said it to her every week. There's, there's literally one Liverpool shirt in my room. <laughs> like, I've got memorabilia everywhere normally. But like, I've got one Liverpool shirt and underneath that shirt's a massive hole of oh, no. frustration. You know, I've just been too afraid to tell her. Um, but, um, you know, I know he, like, he's, I don't know, I'm sorry, this is very hard for me because it, <laughs> Go on. it's hard for me to not get angry. Spit it out. Um, yeah, look, I don't mind, obviously I don't mind Klopp being like that. If he was happy, like normal, talking like normal, not frustrated after that, then he shouldn't be a manager ever again. But, um, you know... I was, as I was saying to you, over it was a game where, like, at one nil up, I still felt that I've never felt that comfortable with a one nil lead ever, and every like it didn't even look like Everton were going to go anywhere near the goal. Like it just did. Like they weren't even getting over the halfway line of it. But as soon as that ball went over to him, can I uh, can I read out some stats for you, Mickey? Yeah, just, the, just the overall stats for the game. Uh, the possession was 79% in favour of Liverpool. Yeah, that's 21 to Everton. 23 shots to three. Yep. Uh, only had three shots on target. Who did Liverpool? Liverpool. Yeah, we were. Everton West. had Everton had two. 
One being a goal. What was the, what was the second one? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just reading the stats, Michael. I didn't watch the game. Shots off target, 12 for uh, for Liverpool. Only one for uh, for Everton. Eight block shots. Uh, you created three what they would consider big chances, chances that should have been put away. Yeah. Uh, 736 passes to 197. Yep. That's uh that's five that's five hundred and thirty nine passes more. Uh your passing accuracy was eighty eight percent. Everton's passing accuracy was fifty percent. That's what they were running with. They they had ninety nine Jordan Pickford put about five hundred balls out of bounds. I'm not even joking. Ninety nine ninety nine out of one hundred ninety seven. That's all they had correct. They didn't even hit triple digits. Where you guys hit six hundred and forty four successful passes. Uh, you you outdone them in the duels. You out you did eighteen take ons to one. This is like this is what we're dealing with, big. I just need to get these out. Three yellow cards. You guys had. Uh, you committed eleven fouls. You, but. You know, 45 crosses, 12 corners to one. Like, you look at these stats, and I don't tell you the score, and you go, Liverpool win probably 4 0. Like, you know, and like, especially the way Liverpool have been playing. You know, they, they did this midweek. Uh, they took care of, who were they playing Moscow, was it? CSKM? Oh, who cares? And they beat them 7 0. Shut up, Moscow. Yeah, Shut up, Moscow. Shut Moscow. Moscow, yes. And they, you know, they're, they're another pub team, basically. So they beat them, beat them 7 <laughs> They beat them 7 0, and. Uh, then they come out and do this. Salah with a beautiful goal. We must we must say that he is in some absolutely beautiful form right now. How was he through the whole ninety minutes, Bob? He was dangerous every time he got the ball. Yeah, um, very quick. You know, it's it's the the baffling thing starts at the play the team selection, playing Solanke up front, leaving Coutinho for many on the bench. I get it. There's games during the week, and he's trying to get this system where. Um, you know, everyone like having at least two of the the Fab Four on, and and just kind of going from there. I'm all look. I'm happy with that. Like, this is the first time it hasn't worked. It worked against Stoke. It worked against. Oh no, that's Spartak Moscow. Moscow did play the Fab Four. That's the first time we've ever seen them play. Yep. Pretty sure. Yep. And how good were they? Um, but sometimes you just can't save them for the big games. You kind of just got to make them play. And uh, like Liverpool versus Everton is a big game. Um, you know, it's a derby, of course. So, you know, this results just more than the three points. So I was surprised they didn't start the Fab Four at the start. Um, but after start watching the game start, I was like more than comfortable because the goal was coming. I thought Robertson was fantastic. Yep. Um, he's got to, he's just got to be a mainstay there now. He like, he, he, him at left back was just, yeah, um, he was great going forward. Obviously didn't have much to defend, but Going back to the penalty, um, <laughs> it was the only time where I I saw the ball like get in anywhere in a semi-dangerous position, and the only reason I thought it was in a dangerous position because Lovren was there. Well, that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? It, it? it does. And as as I said to you, Nick, as it was unfolding, I said, I actually I think I started yelling at the TV, not loudly, because <laughs> I was in at 2am, and it was, don't touch him, don't touch him, don't touch him, because... He was running away from the goal. So it was a three ball across and he's kind of running in the direction of the goals, but away. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Calvin Lewin is nowhere near a, an attacking position. So he, he was in the corner edge of the box. Even though he's in the box, he was not in any way. He's not putting it away from he's not. He's not putting any. He's not even getting a shot and target at this stage. And for a, a guy that Lovren's size, even to put an arm on him, Calvin Lewin looks like he's 50 kilos. He looks like a little boy. Yeah. You know, any touch on him and he goes flying is going to look bad. So, you know, if I can see that from Australia on my TV, surely Lovren, <laughs> one second ahead of him, could have noticed that 
just f hold your hands back. In saying that, it is an extremely rough penalty, but I think it was it was a classic case of that it, it shouldn't be a penalty, but I've seen them given, and that's what people have accepted in these in these probably last few years that. Um, those are given now, and and that's why that was probably the most disappointing thing. It's probably not a penalty, but you see him given now all the time, and no one really asks the question. It's a it's a fifty fifty one that just didn't go your way for me. Like, it's one of those ones where if it happened, and like I, I always try and go, sure, now foot, what would I be thinking? I'd be spewing if we if we gave away a penalty like that, like because it, it's just one of those ones that unnecessary. Um, yeah, there's a few players in the Premier League now that kind of having this they because they're so small they go down so easy. Richarlison's another one. He goes yeah, down. Does, he yeah. goes down at any touch. Like you yeah. know, and they, like you know, and they do this and they get away with it a lot. And you know, refs sometimes pick it up, but they pick it up like after they give you know they've won their team penalties or they've won their yeah. team free kicks in, in good positions or they, they've won a red card or something like that you know what I mean like so it's it's a very strange thing I want to bring up one thing to you Mickey um, a player that gets a lot of stick for uh, for Liverpool is uh, Henderson Henderson through, gets a lot of stick for the fans and from everyone else yeah, who would you rather that who, who would you rather play uh, on the field if you had to pick Henderson or Emre Chan? Emory Chan probably. You're uh, gonna say something now. No, right? no. It's just I, I think he's I think he's far better than Henderson. I, I think Henderson. Emory Chan, he didn't play, did he? No, he's, he was on the bench. And uh, so it just, it just makes me. I don't know why. I'm not saying Henderson's the reason you guys lost, but and yeah, you might be. You know, you might need that CDM and Emory's a bit more of just a standard centre mid, but like he can play a bit more of the it's, defensive I think role. It, it goes down to the rotation thing more than anything. Yeah. I think. I think the fact that you have got games midweek now, um, you know we've. We've got West Brom. I don't know why we didn't put all the eggs in the basket this week. Yeah, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? Like, you know, this is Derby Day. Like, you know, you put this on your calendar. You set you you yeah. know, you circle it. You underline it, and you go, okay, we need a. We it need felt a very points. dull for um, a Derby as well. It does. Honest. Yeah, that, there wasn't really a huge atmosphere to it as much as what I would expect. And um, fun fact: Wayne Rooney scored his first goal against Liverpool as an Everton player. Five attempts, I think. There you go. That's pretty good. So. Just another stat to make me skin boil. <laughs> we will, uh, we will move on, but Mickey, we got plenty. Well, to one more through. thing. Okay, bring it on. Back on the penalty. Oh fuck yeah! I just want to point. Imagine, uh, so for people to watch, um, if anyone watches the replay from the back, just one more thing. Notice that the ref, when he, when the challenge is made, is running directly behind Sigerson, and there is no way that he can make a game-changing call like that from the back. Of Sigurdsson, he would all he would have seen is Sigurdsson eighteen. I promise you, and um, I, I picked it up straight away. I don't know how obvious it is. Um, the, you won't see it on the replay where they're both running at you at the, at the front, but the replay where the, you know you're looking from like the probably the center of the pitch. Um, that was probably the most frustrating part for me because it it was a game changing decision. That that penalty scores. We knew everything that we knew exactly what Everton were going to do. They were just going to put. 10 minutes at the back, and they didn't feel Jackie Oko on about 10 minutes after, like just, to, yeah. just to solid it up even more. So, you know, if if you want to be a great ref, you can't fucking do shit like that. <laughs> I'm not blaming the ref. I'm just oh, you are so, you are so blaming the ref. Uh, we move on, Mickey. West Ham, Chelsea. Uh, this is kind of like a, I call this like a diet version of the derby in the, in the sense that Chelsea were dominant in terms of statistics and West Ham just got the early goal and they just couldn't score. And Nadovic scoring, which you know, it comes to my surprise, I didn't know Nadovic was still playing. I thought he might be dropped by now. But yeah, it's like West Ham get a much needed win. They are still it's, in relegation it's very right big now. For 
David Moyes, isn't it? Yeah, that was huge. Much they are, especially against a team like Chelsea. This is a derby for them. Uh, Chelsea, kind of, you know, like, it's one of those ones where you know they they win that and they go they go up equal on points with United. Yeah, they they, they kind make of, that gap. It's a five point gap, yeah, between you know, third and. It's kind of like a Liverpool thing, wasn't it? Too like you know, like Liverpool could close that gap on Chelsea. Chelsea could close the gap on United. It's just like the well, everyone. The only teams that and won Arsenal, their games was City and Spurs this week. Everyone else got draws, or they are. Uh, they flopped it, so it's it's a, it's a very strange top won. six, and, and our boys in Burnley, Burnley for top six, uh, they're still hanging around with everybody else. Uh, this is you know I don't know, Mickey. What do you think of this game? Um, you know they could have they probably need to score here, Chelsea. There was no excuses. Yeah, it's a big shock, isn't it? Um, definitely West Ham's form in Chelsea. If I were West Ham, like when was this win going to come from? And you 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 looked at this game, West Ham Chelsea. You go, well, it's definitely not going to be this week. You know what I mean? But yeah, they've done it. They've they've had a good win, and maybe this is the the result that maybe turns West Ham's results around um, for the coming weeks. You know, like a, a win out of out of the blue, and it gives them a bit of confidence. And um, they've still got the players there. It's not like they've they've sold them all. So um, it'll be an interesting couple of weeks. You know, and as we're coming into January now. January transfer. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what movements some teams make. Um, you know, regarding their position on the on the league table. So, you know, not much more to add to this. I think you know. I want to read you something, Mickey. I want to read you yeah. the starting lineup for Chelsea. Uh, so they're Courtois, of course, Aspilicueta, Christensen, Zabacosta, Alonso at the back. Then in the middle, they have Bakayoko, Cahill, Kante, Fabregas. And then Murata and Hazard. Is that a really defensive team? What's it is. going on? And there? they still leaked a goal. And they still leaked a goal. And like they leaked it early and then they brought on William, who should be starting, Pedro, who should be starting, yep. and Victor Moses, who you know, could be starting any any week, really. And that, that might be a rotation thing, what they're doing. But it, it, it's one of those well, things. It's just where, one of those things that they probably just thought they could just sit back, play around, and, and, and just nip up and score a goal when they wanted it. And yeah. It just didn't happen like that, did it? That's beautiful thing, football, that, for that reason alone, Mickey. We'll move on, Mickey. Two all draw between Palace and my boys in Bournemouth. Uh, a pretty fair result. Defoe getting a double is lovely. I always like when Defoe scores. Goal? Oh. But there is one talking point in this whole game. Yes. Ben Teke's penalty. Okay, we need to get, um, we need to get into that, do now, we? Now, oh, what's the only talking point? Like, <laughs> besides Defoe's goal, um, it is the main talking point. And Palace fans would be feeling um, probably it's frustrated as Liverpool fans right now. Um, you know, this could have been a game that could have almost got them out of the, um, the relegation zone. Yeah, um, they should have won this. Like they, they had the bulk of the chances. That's, bar, that's barring the penalty as well. They had yeah. the bulk of it. Um, you know, Defoe kind of pulls one out of his ass for one of his goals. He's he's a great player. He's such. I, you know, he's one of those most lovable players. Like you yeah. know, him, Crouch, like these kind of players, everybody loves. Like you know, for yeah. some reason, and because um, they're good people. Yeah, and they're good pe- characters. They're good people. They always have something yeah. about them. Not like that bloody uh, Ibrahimovic. He's not very. He's not. He's not. A char- he's more of a character. He's not a good person. Um, but yeah, uh, they take out. The, they get the penalty. Ninety-four minutes in, they get the. They get to take it. Benteke wasn't supposed to take it, Mickey. No. That's what the uh, the rumors I think he, are. He uh, he summed himself upon it, and it was score. a very poor penalty. This guy could not score to save his life at the moment, can he? And you kind of have to feel sorry for him a little no. bit. But you know, no, don't where, where do they go? But you know, the one thing about Palace right now, and under Roy Hodgson, they're starting to grind out points that they might not have had. Um, and starting to get a win here too, and 
you know, he's slowly but surely putting the pieces back together for him. And if it wasn't for a wonder goal by Defoe, they would have won anyway. Yeah, uh, now they've taken, I think it's six, six points from the possible 12 from their last four games. So they aren't, they, you know, they do that for the rest of the season. They get through easy. Like, you know, they, yep. they make it quite easily. Um, they won't get relegated. Like, where I think I'm pretty confident they're just going to slowly kind of work their way out. Uh, Swansea don't seem like they're going to win anytime soon, although they do have yep. Manchester City and they could, they'll probably pull out the fluke win after I, you know, after I said that. So, you know, who knows what's going to Well, they did happen. win on the weekend as well. Yeah, they, and they're still, they're still goddamn, they're, they're wedged inside that relegation battle. But what, what kind of punishment do you think? Ben Teke should have. Do you reckon he should have one at all? Or do you reckon the fact that he's missed it is just probably no? You and, need, and you need punishment. Do, I like if do, you, do you reckon if you if you uh, call upon yourself, especially if you're going out of your way, being like you know he's probably he's obviously not well. Balotelli almost got it for doing it for himself for Liverpool, and he scored. Well, that's, if you score, it's okay. It doesn't matter if if you score, then whatever. It, it really was, you know. Um, for me, it was kind of like this. Like if you don't score now, this is. Like the repercussions of it was huge. It was just so much that I thought you surely can't miss. Like you've yeah. got to not miss this. And not only take the penalty and take it as poorly as he did, um, shows that he's got no more confidence in himself. I think even he lost confidence in himself that day. It was a horrible penalty. Like realistically, it you was... could even see his face before he's taken yeah. the shot. Um, didn't look confident. Didn't look he didn't look confident. Looked nervous. You know, his whole reputation's on the line. Imagine that dressing room after the game. Woohoo! It would have been a fiery little place to go to. And um, Hodgson even admitted that he probably shouldn't take it. So I dare say he won't be taking another one. Oh, but you wouldn't, wouldn't, it, so? wouldn't it be good if they won, won another one in the ninety fourth minute next week and they uh, and he takes it again just to see what happens? The drama, Mickey. It's all about the drama. I, I'll do anything for a story, and I think he would do it again. Maybe I reckon Hodgson's one of those guys who just put him in for the hell of it. We will move on, but Mickey Spurs yeah. take care of Stoke, Stoke like they always do. Uh, last three games we played and we beat them four 0 We beat them five one this time. Um, you know, first half was pretty quiet. Not much really happened, and then the second half it was just all hell broke loose. Like we did, a, we did a Liverpool score two goals, two goals in two minutes. Was lovely. Uh, ping pong chong <laughs> as Mickey's written down scores a lovely one. Kane scores two. I don't know if you notice it, but I know. Yeah, yeah. I do. Uh, Kane scores a couple of nice ones. Um, you know, puts himself up there. It looks like it's Kane and Salah right now for the battle of the Golden Boot. Who would have thought for the time being? Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, and, it's, and and the for a team that doesn't even have a striker supposedly. Yeah, doing all right. Yeah, exactly. That's very true. So, oh, Firmino scored a few goals during the week too. If he scored in Champions League, that's all right. He scored in Champions League and he scored in the Premier League game before. Who do you play? Who's scoring us in Premier League for? Stoke. And an assist. You're forgetting the assists. Uh, he scored, what, five goals for the season? Five goals for the, prim- he, in the Premier League? Sco- I think he scored three in the last week. Yeah, but for the Premier League. I'm talking- so, yeah, so how, much, how many goals this year, do you reckon? Five. He's on five right now. On every competition? No, not on every competition. I don't know what, yeah. I don't know about the pub teams. No, they, don't, they don't count for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, your Spurs taking care of this one, no stress. Uh, they got the win on the uh, throughout the week against yeah. Apollo or whatever the fuck they're called, pub team. Um, top of the Champions League group, happy days. Um, you know, it's nothing really to talk about. It's a neat, the win they needed, realistically. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, you had a bad month. Yeah, exactly. And like we just, we yeah, again, we got Brighton tomorrow, or t- Thursday, sorry, Thursday morning for Australian time. And, uh, you know, we, we should win that easily. And then, you yeah. know, kind of slowly start. And then we got the big game on the weekend against City. So, you know, it might, it might be two nice little warm-up games before You'll City. You'll find out where you're at really against City, won't you? Yeah, well, well you're the last I don't know. Fight. Well, you're the last team in phase, man. You know, they have dispatch teams. So, you know, is it a free tool, Adam? I, I kind of think it is a little bit because, you know, like you've seen the damage that they've done. You know, what are they? Who have they beaten? They've beaten... Everyone. Well, they've beaten, yeah, they've beaten United 2-1. They've beaten Liverpool 5-0, was it 5-0 Liverpool? Yep. Chelsea 1-0. Arsenal, 
Uh, they beat them three one, I think it was in the end, or two one three one, yeah. and uh, so like the, there's not really much to lose, is there? Like you know, no, like, no, we, we we take any kind of points off them, and we're, we're fucking heroes in the, the Premier League, especially to United fans like that absolutely love us. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move on from that. Swansea one nil over West Brom. Uh, two of my, my most hated teams here. Uh, There's nothing wrong with Swansea. Swansea are trash, mate. Like, come on. trash. No, nah, yeah, yeah, true. Uh, Swansea are more trash than me. West Brom, uh, hopefully, will get relegated this year with Swansea. It's going to be a great time for everybody. I don't know who uh, I want to take that third spot, but I'm a bit worried because Brighton are a bit too far up. I need to start losing. Yeah, I'm, Stoke. I'm over Stoke. Yeah, uh, Stoke can get fucked as well. Um, yeah, Boney scoring. Because Bolt, you go Yeah, because one of our mates does, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you end up going for Stoke. It's the most bullshit story I've ever heard in my life. But yeah, Boney scoring is a lovely one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Boney. Two goals in two weeks now. Yeah, so keep, keep it up. Boney. Scoring goals for Swansea. <laughs> scoring goals for Swansea. Scoring goals in life, Mickey. That's what I think. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Mickey, uh, Huddersfield over Brighton, but the championship battle... Um, yeah, nice easy two two nil win for the huddles. Uh, they kind of they jump Brighton now, and they're in, into that nice little bracket here. They're nearly halfway through their their required forty points to stay up, and just about hit halfway through the season, so that's good for them. Well, there's still a few games off. They still need one win off the next few, and then they'll be fine. No no stress about it. So they're they're right on they're right on par. They're on track, yeah. Yeah, they're on par. But you know that being said, like there's a lot of teams right now who don't like. You look at that, and now I can understand why people say that our thirty five points might get you through because. It is. Uh, it might be one of those seasons that uh, you know teams are struggling. Like you look yeah. at Palace on eleven points, Swansea on twelve. Swansea don't look like they're ever going to fucking win a point in their life, even well, though they won. Just one on the weekend. Yeah, well, that's that's, one against, that's against because that's against, <laughs> 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 well played. But that's against West Brom. They don't count. Uh, they're, they're like a pub team to me now. Oh uh, come on! Until they until they beat Spurs, and then I'll be very upset. But uh, yeah, it's it's a good win, Mickey. What do you reckon? Yeah, it is, and um, you know they probably would have backed themselves in the in the clash against you know well both teams would have backed themselves against each other. Um, seeing that they faced each other last year in the AFL. So, um, you know, they're the six-pointer games, but, you know, even though they're pretty comfortable both those teams, you know, um, playing each other's teams is pretty big like that. It pushes them down and, and it propels them up. So, um, good win from Huddersfield. More importantly, against a, a direct opponent, really, who are both face, uh, fighting the drop. Um, you know, it's a good result for them. Do you think that uh, all all three um, promoted teams can survive this year? Oh, definitely. Do you think they will? Yes. You reckon they will? Yep. That'd be cool. It's funny how you know a few weeks ago Newcastle were sitting around seven for eight, and we we're thinking these guys are doing. You know, these guys are no chance for relegation. They're on a bit of a you know they're on a losing streak right now. They they, are. They've and, been really struggling. And talking about Newcastle, um, the game it doesn't get any better for them. Dwight Gale scores again. Yep, and even Hosley scores, and which is unbelievable. Paris they, scores, and, and the thing is, what well, they, they take the lead at the start of the game again, and they and they kind of lose it. Um, it shows maybe that they get in, you know, they, they get that early lead, and they kind of just throw it away. Amara scores. Demetri Gray is becoming a very important player for Leicester, isn't he? he yeah. He's, you know, he, he's got a big future ahead of him. He's talked up to be a massive talent, and um, he's definitely shown it at the moment. Extremely quick, good on the ball. Um, yeah, and Perez scores an own goal. So, yeah. 86 <laughs> minutes, who that hurts. Oh, that's a tough one, isn't um, it? Another three points for Leicester, but they're, they're moving very quickly up the table. They're up to eighth now. So, they're, they're, they're two games um, from overtaking Burnley. You know, ever since they're bringing that new manager, you know, it's really turned the tide for them. So, Leicester are looking very, very comfortable at the moment. 
It, there is some kind of gap starting to develop here. We're just kind of, I'm just trying to work out where, where it kind of starts. Is. Yeah, where, like where 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 I think I feel like the top ten and the bottom ten. Yeah, well, it's true. But like, there seems to be like you know, uh, like you see the top seven now. And top seven is a guaranteed thing now. Uh, then you got Leicester and Watford, who I think are clearly the next two best teams personally. Yep. And then Everton probably like you know they've had such a poor season and they're still tenth. So like they're they're every chance to rack up their seventh spot still. Yeah. And then it's just kind of a big clusterfuck of teams that I don't think much of. You know, Southampton are okay on their day. Bournemouth are okay on their day. Huddlesfield are okay on their day. And, you know, but the rest of them are just kind of very hit and miss. Even and probably the next best team to me would be West Ham and they're fucking in relegation. So like yeah. that, that just shows like the inconsistency of this season in a lot of teams. I hope it doesn't get to a stage uh, this year, Mickey, that like last season, that uh, all these teams just start rolling over for the big six, which, uh, which seemed to happen probably around December it's, January it's last very season. hard, but when the, the big six are so strong, um, like the big six teams, like they're, they're that superior at the moment. Their squads, you know, the players that they've got have got absolute, like every, every one of those top six teams have world, genuine world-class players. Um, and then after that, I don't think there's a world-class player between the rest of the league. So, <gasps> well, you name one world-class player that's not from the top six. Well, the whole name the, one, the whole of Burnley, one Vardy, Mares, Richardson. No, they none of them are world class. They're <laughs> yeah, just, no, they're I'm, good I'm just, players. I'm throwing out names at the moment. Rooney, Rooney's my boy. <laughs> Rooney's not definitely a world class. Pickford, Sigerson, we got plenty. We got plenty of them down there. And my boy Aaron Moy. You just said a couple of good, to average, average to good players. Aaron Moy. I stand by my word. <laughs> I was waiting for you to change your mind. What about Chigarito? Chigarito? No. Chico Roll. Chico Roll, yeah. No, nah, you're right. Like, there is, it's very, uh, it, there is a difference, but I feel like there is, um, there was something last season that it just seemed like every time they would play a bottom team, the one of the top six, it was just too easy. Like, there is, there's a difference between, like, the, the thing is, but you, like, um, you know, the best, the, a lot of these teams have got their best lineup is probably all right and competitive, but once it gets past you know December January, all these games are rolling in. They're they're playing teams with good squads, not teams. You know what I mean? So, like teams like Huddersfield and that, they have a good team. Yeah. But when they're playing that many games over winter and in the, in the back end of the season when there's injuries and that. They come up against teams that have good squads, and that's the difference. But a lot of these squads have to play two games a week when they have other competitions. Where a team like Huddersfield won't have any other competitions come January. Say, like, say Liverpool play Huddersfield in two weeks. Yes, with the thick and fast the games are coming through, right? And Huddersfield, and, and this is the other thing too. And Huddersfield have Liverpool one week, and then they have say Bournemouth the week after. They if they come up and say realistically, who are we going to have a better chance of beating, Liverpool or? Bournemouth, what do you think they're going to invest their time into? Oh, if you want to, yeah, definitely. I understand what you mean by that, but I feel like there is a point where you kind of go, these guys are athletes. Like, I know, I understand that, you know, you need to rest your team in that, but these guys should be used to this schedule. Like, I know it's tough. I know the Premier League schedule, but you're getting paid how much money to be fit for every game, and that's what you should be. I'm sorry, but like, you're not, it's still, you don't have the luxury what about of the top injuries? six. Injury, of course, injuries are a factor, but no, last Massive last factor. season, last season, there weren't any teams that were absolutely riddled with injuries you, that you, were on down well, the bottom. Is what we know about, you know, like how many how many players in in the league right now? Do you reckon are, are running around a hundred percent fit? Yeah, uh, that's, that's I reckon a, probably zero. It's a really tough question. I, I like that question because, because it's something that everybody lot, has little things, don't every, they? No one's ever fully right. You know, you're always running with something. And, yep. and the thing is, but when it gets to certain parts of the year, sometimes that, that little something, you know, it becomes a bit too much to handle for a week. 
you need sometimes you just need a week off or something like that. No, I, I guarantee you every single player will have a niggle of some sort and it's just where they are at the stage of the injury and where they are at the stage of the year. And they're, they're the two main factors. And unfortunately, one of the factors is coming into play at the moment where they're playing two games a week. They're playing so much football. that, And then that's when the other factor where the injury becomes um, controllable to, I can't play this week because this, this has gotten too far. Do you think that even Aaron Moy has an injury? No. Have you seen his misses? He goes. He, he was on the uh, on the the football community calendar. Um, Aaron Moy's misses. She, is that hot? She's. I'm, I'm just making faces to Mickey right now. She's decent. Yeah, she's real nice. She's really pretty. <laughs> I want to marry her. Well, she's dating a Premier League footballer. She's the Premier League footballer. Uh, what are you talking the about? The boy. Our boy, Aaron Moy. She must, she's a listener of the show, so shout out to us. Surely. So is Aaron Moy. <laughs> we will move on. I might have made that. Uh, our boys in Burnley right now, Mickey, making up that top seven. They're, really, they're pushing right now. They're and just, they're growing net results, aren't they? Yeah, they're going about their, what the way they should be, isn't it? Like, this is how every team should kind of go for, especially these games against a team like Watford, or you put fucking no one there. Yeah, Burnley, I was trying to figure out who it was <laughs> you put Burnley versus and it's nobody. a big win against you know Watford yeah definitely especially after last week you know they Watford and Leicester are the two teams to me that are in the middle there with Burnley and they're yeah. on the table as well not just in what I actually believe and uh, for them to get that those three points after the loss last week I think it's really well really good bounce back um, they're, they're the best of the rest at the moment aren't they yeah and they're they're a decent team to watch I actually I quite enjoy like, it's a 1-0 it doesn't sound too exciting but they're, they're a fun team to watch they got Stoke at home this week which realistically they should win um, yep. I know you know if anything can happen but they should take that out. If they take that out, Mickey, right now, and you look at you look at other other games that are going on. I don't know who they got in the weekend, but if just say Spurs lose to Man City, which is very likely, yeah, uh, and say Arsenal drop points, which again very likely, they could take over both of them. They could take and Liverpool drop two points, drop their both their games. Not as likely because I think they got an easy draw. But uh, you know what, Burnley could be on top of the table in about three weeks' time. I feel like. Well. They could be as hot as high as fourth <laughs> by next by the end of the week. Yeah, by our next episode, could you imagine that? Oh my, I would go nuts. I kind of want. Yeah, I'm going to boycott boycott Spurs. We're going we're going to Burnley. No, we're not. <laughs> um, yeah, so well, yeah, Greg Man goes through. They do, yeah. My old man does go for Burnley because he grew up in a, in in Burnley. I swear, uh, but he went for like four different teams. Oh yeah, when 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 Leicester were going through their season, he was just, he would just try and he beg the shit out of me because Burnley weren't up at that stage. Mm. So when they did come up, he's like, "Oh, Burnley! I grew up in Burnley." So yeah, that makes sense to him. So yeah, not not uh, actual English Burnley, but <laughs> the, the Australian equivalent. Yes, yeah, so not quite the real Burnley. Just <laughs> yeah. Burnley too. But Mickey, the last game of the season, uh, the last game of the season, last game of the week. Gee, that went quick. Uh, yeah, Southampton Arsenal. I, I watched the back half of this game, Mickey. Southampton should have won. They had chances coming out of their ass. And- well, they did score early and a goal at the start and a goal at the end of the game. Yeah, uh, it was one of those things, you know, Lacazette, I was kind of thinking halfway through, is he having a shit season? Because, you know, he wasn't really doing much and he, he does go missing in these games. And I, you know, when you got Tim o- Kale effect, you reckon? Man, I don't know. When you got Ozil Sanchez and Lacazette up front, like, you should be putting away goals for fun, shouldn't you? Like, realistically. But, uh, you well, know... It's a bit hard when two of the three don't want to play for him. Well, yeah, that's very... Well, who knows, maybe three of the three don't because Lacazette Ooh. got taken off. Uh, it was 1-0 and then Giroud came on. And me being as hating Arsenal as much as I do, but loving Giroud because he's a beautiful man and he has a he has one of the best highlight reels of all time. I kind of went, you know what? I kind of wanted to score. I kind of wanted, did. and he did saves more points for Arsenal. Um, you know, even Arsenal fan TV just like Giroud completely saved us. Like, yeah, we shouldn't have won that game. We should have got any points off that game. And uh, does he does he deserve to start? I look. It's but funny. Like, it's funny because Giroud scores scoring, but that's the thing. But Giroud Giroud starts over Lacazette for most times against in France. 
which is mm. crazy. And like, you know, and, and he and he scores a lot for France. He scores a lot of goals. He scored hat tricks for France before, yeah. and recently in the last few months. And it's what it's, if he makes the team and, and Lacazette doesn't oh, because they've got a, a strong enough strike force. It's hard because I understand why, like, you know, Lacazette's obviously the money signing, so you kind of have to play him, like, by unless he, like, unless he gets injured or he's like really, really bad. But he's not, he's not like Vincent Janssen bad. Like, you know, he's he's obviously scoring. He's got yeah. eight, eight goals this season, which is, which kind of seems like a lot considering what I expected of him because he, uh, I thought he's kind of flying under the radar a bit, and it just yeah. didn't seem like he was scoring too much. But you know, eight goals is a nice, nice little start to the Premier League season. Yeah, it's a nice return. Yeah, no, no Mo, Mo Salah. But no, no Mo Salah. But you know, we can't all be Mo Salah right now, Mickey. Can we? We can't, we can't be putting away. That, can't that was a beautiful goal we scored the weekend. Mo it was. Salah. He took the game on and he got the reward. I reckon it could have been defended a little bit better. Actually, yeah, he, definitely. Ashley Williams had some absolute hells. I'll give him. Uh, it's funny because Ashley Williams is one of those players to me who like will have. The these certain games, and uh, I think all these kind he's of he's like players, a Lovren that doesn't get criticised. Well, he, he has these games where he absolutely dominates, and like then he'll have these absolute stinkers. And because he plays for Everton, and I agree with that definitely with the Lovren thing, because he plays for Everton, it's just like, eh, you know, yeah. well, like yeah, we don't have much else. Like you know, Kane's not playing at the moment, so like you know, he was on the bench on the weekend. I think he was on the bench on the weekend. I think so. Yeah. Why, why would he not be starting? <sighs> you're he must paying, be just coming back. You're paying all this money, Mickey. You're paying all this money, and you're going to spark. Well, we're not personally. Well, I'm. I'm a season ticket holder at Everton. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Goodison Park, so that, that makes sense. Yeah, so Mickey, right. we will take a break. Uh, we're yep. going to come back. We're going to do Facebook's finest, of course. We're going to talk about the Champions League, and then we're going to look ahead at Week 17 and 18, Mickey, of the Premier League season. All right, Nick. Um, Facebook's finest this week. Couldn't help but um, have a great laugh at the audio. And it's not very many times Arsenal TV gets outdone. But, yeah, very um, true. Man United TV this uh, week. Full-time Devils, it's actually called. Full-time Devils. It's a nice, nice name, actually. I had I a full-time laugh that. after hearing it. And obviously they weren't happy after the result on the weekend. So we thought we'll play the audio and, and see for yourself how angry they were. Gets to January. Can we? Can it be fixed? Do we get reinforcements? Or oh, that's it. It's done. We need to focus on Champions League, FA oh, Cup. Herrera, what type of midfielder is Herrera? He's not a box to box. Yeah. He's not defensive. Well he can't do a fucking killer pass. Why is he on the fucking pitch <laughs> for? For what? Is he part of a lot of deadwood that we need to get rid of? Yeah. But of course he fucking is. There's a lot of fucking dead. Well, I'll get him fucking gone. See him come here and fucking boss us at Old Trafford. This is Man United talking. See him come here and fucking boss us. We've heaved it. Rojo, we got lucky on the fucking goal. What has he? What was his tactics? As soon as you get Rojo, just fucking boo it. We're not fucking stoked. We're man fucking United here. We should be battling fucking them. That was diabolical out there. Heave, heave, heave. Is it Mourinho? Is it Mourinho? Do you blame Mourinho for that old player? Tactics was shocking. He got outclassed by Pepe. He got fucking outclassed. That was not fucking acceptable, that. Lukaku, what the fuck was he doing? <laughs> That was diabolical, that. <laughs> no, uh, tell me a name when we've done ten passes, pass and move. Uh, Martial is playing against a fucking centre midfielder in Dell. Take the fucking cunt on. <laughs> Take him on and fucking <laughs> do it. Oh god, I love it! Like, I love the passion. Like it's so yeah, much. I, love it. it's well, I can't so even much. laugh because I'm not that really. I know. Yeah, well, yeah, you are. You just don't have as cool of an accent. Like these, yeah. guys, these guys have fantastic accents, so they can pull off the rant so much better. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's fantastic, Mickey. What do you got for us, but this week? Um, uh, hard to follow. 
that is hard to follow, but um, there was a unlucky, not unlucky, but a, a fan that made a stupid promise um, this week after the Chelsea West Ham game. And this is all quote. He says, I will cut my penis off if we drop points against West Ham. Oh no! This treat went obviously went viral. Yes. Um. In the in the hours leading up to the game, uh, one brave supporter went viral after announcing that he would cut his penis off if Chelsea dropped points against West Ham. So that means even if they drew, because that's dropping points. Yeah, it's ris- risky. Um. Pranov, underscore CFC, obviously Chelsea Football Club. Um, was the man who did that, and after Mato Anakovic's goal, uh, Anakovic, sorry, um. He found himself in a lot of trouble, and and they did lose the game. So yet to know if he still cut off his penis. I doubt it, but not something you want to promise uh, ahead of a game. It's uh, it's confidence. I like I like the uh, I like the confidence that some fans do have in their team. It's just I wouldn't put my penis on the line personally. No. But you know, to each their own. Uh, Sam Allardyce had some choice words to say uh, leading into the derby, Mickey. Damn, you've, uh, got, you've uh, taken one of mine. So this is what we do. This is why we don't talk about what our Facebook's finest are. Uh, this is him talking about Mo Salah, Mickey. If you haven't, yep. if you haven't heard, Mickey, I know you haven't. I haven't. No I've... Egyptian should run that fast unless he's chasing his camel or the sand's too hot. <laughs> what is going? Like, can you uh, say that? Is that not? Yeah, is that not I, I think politically you can correct? because um, I think you can. <laughs> okay, what else we got? Um, Australia had a, a hot topic over the last couple of weeks um, over who will be the next manager of. Um, of the of the country and they had four choices. Um on Crownbeck put up a photo. Uh Kusirik was one. Yep. Uh Mark Bosnich. Yep. I think that was a bit of a laugh. Um Sven Goran Eriksson is is another one that's yep. coming to mind that he said he's interested in the job. And Gordon Bombay <laughs> from obviously from the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> um I like it. Someone's comment to Sam Zamet also said which also made me laugh. Uh Gordon Bombay just to see if we get the change of jerseys in the second half if we are a goal, a going bad against France. <laughs> There's potential in that, Mickey. I can see I can yes. see a movie Someone on. also commented saying, is Jared Hayne looking for another comment oh. uh, career yet? That's one. That one's just for locals. Just for that the locals. That's you just for the that uh, This one coming from Mike Sands at Mike Sands nineteen. Lukaku is just an expensive Emil Heskey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> tough, very tough. Uh, I don't know who. I think Heskey's a better looking boy, but that's well, per, that's my personal opinion. My other one too is uh, Romelu Lukaku. Um, made two assists for Man City today, finally making an impact in the big games, <laughs> which I did mention earlier, but I thought I'd say it again. Uh, David Blame is fuming. His record of doing nothing in the box for 44 days has been smashed by Romelu Lukaku. <laughs> <laughs> I, like oh, it when, I like when United lose. It always gives me good ammo. It does. And uh, I'm done. I don't know about you, Ben. I got more. Three certainties in life, Mickey. Did you know this? Do you know there's three certainties? What is it? Well, it's Jeff. I've got one more too, by the way. There's Jeff. Yep. There's Taxes. And there's Dejan, Lovren, defensive error. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's always going to happen, like, unfortunately. Um, Europa League posted a, um, a status after the draw. And uh, also Sun versus Arsenal. Um, someone wrote in, who? Question mark. And Alia United said, a small club from London. <laughs> I had that one too, you bastard. <laughs> got you. Nah, you beat me on that one. That's okay, Mickey, because I got more. Uh, this Give it is- to me. Uh, this comes from James, let's see, at James Neal, 1878. Everton fans going to Anfield twice in a month. That's more like that's more than most Liverpool fans go to Anfield in their lifetime. Ooh. Bit of a jab there. I thought that Very was a, not, so. a, cheek, a cheeky one for you. Uh, what else have I got? This is uh, this comes from... Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, this comes from... Ha-ha, 
can't take this cunt seriously anymore, Thierry, uh, Thierry Henry. So this is the message that guys sent to each other. Just seen some French footballer at the shop playing on the, on the on Nintendo, right? And the guy comes back and says, what the fuck? What do you mean? And his response is Mickey. Uh, I think it was Thierry on Wii. <laughs> <laughs> He's French as well, so, so it, it, with the J. it makes okay. it even better. Uh, and you took my small club one, so I, f- I got one more actually. And this is on Tinder now. Me being a massive Tinder fiend, as I always am, uh, I like I'm to not so much. I, I like to see it. the banter group, and yeah, it's always it good to see the, uh, the good responses. Uh, this girl comes out and says, uh, "Tell me a joke." And the guy comes out and says, "When was soccer first mentioned in the Bible?" The girl says, "Never." Lol. When? When Jesus went up for the cross, <laughs> just a cheeky one to finish off, Mickey. I don't want to. I don't want to. Didn't like how you suck about. Ah, oh, there you go. That's very true, actually. <laughs> Mickey, Champions League has been drawn. We we briefly touched on it. Uh, we'll go through the games individually. Just who are the quickly. winners and losers quickly? Yes, go through the games and I'll let you know who wins. All right. So Juventus versus Tottenham, winner or loser? Uh, this is a tough one because I feel like... We're talking about English clubs, by the way, who play like if, if they've won or lost in the draw. Oh, if they've won or lost. Uh, Spurs have lost, considering that their they're actual potential opponents, Mickey, if I can get that up nice and quickly for you. The potential opponents Tottenham had were Basel, Bayern Munich, Juventus. Those were sort of two tough teams. Seville, Shakhtar, Donetsk, and Porto. So we had a 40% chance of getting what I would consider a massive club, and we got it. And it's up. It's upsetting. Yeah, it's a bit stiff, isn't it? And considering that United, Liverpool, and City all had 50-50 chances, and they all got like pretty low clubs, they, uh, they'd be pretty happy with those results, I feel like. Well, but, we're going to go through them in a second. Yes. Um, obviously, Basel City, I think I know the answer to this one. Easy win for City. They, that, why, is it mean, do Manchester clubs just get easy draws? Like, what's going on well, here? You can't technically... They, they literally pick it out of a bucket, so you can't really say that. Hey, if, you're, if you're trying to say... I did, that, see the, I did see the very first one, but um, video the other day, Terry and me pulled out, not Arsenal. Oh, yeah, I did <laughs> see that. That was a good one as well. That's been on, on the, it always gets on the Spurs pages yeah. whenever a Champions League draw is done. Uh, Porto, Liverpool, Mickey, how are you feeling about this? Um, considering who we could have had, probably a win, you know, 50-50, you know. Um, as, we, as we did mention, Porto could knock us out, but, you know, we are so, you don't know what we're going to give, um, definitely in the Champions League. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy but wary. Yeah, I think I think that's the best way of going. United Sevilla, I've been kind of saying Sevilla are a small club. I must, I'm probably being a bit harsh on them. Very harsh. They, uh, but United, it seems like you know they again another team who could have gotten uh, their, all these three teams' potential opponents were Munich, Juventus, and Madrid. And United City Liverpool didn't get either any of them, so it's very very lucky for them. Uh, United getting Sevilla. Uh, what would you consider? Do you think that United should uh, take this one quite easily, or what? No, I think they should be wary. Um, similar kind of situation to Liverpool, I think. I, don't, I think people realise that Sevilla are a pretty strong club. Yeah, they are. They've got some good, really good players like Ben Yedda. Um, they got Inzonzi. They got a few others as well. Um, I, think, I think they got an Alito back as well. Yep. Um, who was a player at City not that long ago? So. <laughs> You know they've got some really good players there, and um, you know it's a bit hard to get that connection because it's not we're not we're not we don't, we don't really invest too much time in Spain. That's very true. Um, but you know the, the players that they got, they're well managed. Um, they did manage a draw against um, in their last group game, which they would have expected to win. But um, going forward, I think they're going to be a hard team to beat. That's that's a that's the truth. Uh, Shakhtar versus uh, Roma, Mickey. Uh, we'll go through these ones. We'll go for the massive games last, of course. Uh, should this be? This is probably the best draw that Roma could have gotten. Uh, in all honesty, like you know, this. Are they? The, do you think Shakhtar's probably the worst? Uh, worst team still in the sixteen? Um, 
I think Basel is. Basel, yeah, that's fair. It's a tough one as well. And uh, also Bayern Munich versus Besiktas. Uh, it should be a pretty easy win for Bayern, I'd suggest. Yes, yeah, um, you'd think so. Besiktas have got some good players, but so they've got Pepe and and um, Charisma, and they've got. Um, Negredo there as well. I always forget sure. they have uh, Pepe. It's always <laughs> yeah. It's a, a lot of the teams in uh, Turkey they do fly off the radar, and that's probably why they they are where they are. They're they've got some experienced players that have won the actual competition. So we will. Uh, um, we'll we'll yeah. get into the two biggest games uh, that definitely you know would perk up most people's ears. We'll probably get the better ratings by an absolute stretch. We'll start with Chelsea versus Barcelona. Um, Chelsea had a two two out of three chance, I'm pretty sure. They only had three potential teams they could verse, which was PSG, Barcelona, or Besiktas. Um, obviously, it hasn't fallen in their favor. You know, it would have been very lucky for them to get Besiktas at this stage. But uh, what kind of chance do you give Chelsea? Uh, who goes in favor? It's probably pretty obvious it would be Barcelona. But what, do you, what would you be an early prediction for you? Between Chelsea and Barca? Yes. Um... But I really think it's a pretty even game if Chelsea sit out their their strongest team, you know. Um, anything like, I, the like Chelsea are classes of superpower of the world in Europe football, um, and and obviously Barcelona is Barcelona, so um, it's going to be a great game to watch. Uh, I really can't see like you'd think Barcelona, but at the moment, you know, Chelsea could challenge anyone at the moment. As well, so. I think uh, this is one of those scenarios where them playing at Stanford Bridge in the first leg is probably going to be beneficial to them because they want to get off to a good start. Chelsea, and they don't want to concede. Yeah, exactly. And like if they, but if they were playing, if they were playing at Barcelona and, and they lose four 0 yeah, kept you know, and they and you know they could they could get blown out in the first leg and it'd be game over. I feel like yeah. they you need to get off to a hot start against Barcelona and try and make sure they don't get a chance back. And they showed last last Champions League that you know PSG they gave away a four 0 lead and they yeah. ended up coming back, but you know that was just a freak. That was one of the freak incidents. And they lost to Juventus 3-0 and they couldn't they, that's when they got knocked out. So yep. there is potential away from home Barcelona are quite vulnerable at times. They're not coming they're not as scary, I think, as what they no, used to be. No, they're not. They're definitely not. And it feels like that Barcelona as a club is kind of falling back into the um into this pool of teams. Um, you know, probably that one set before Elite now, if Ooh, anything. That's and tough. That's a tough call. It is a tough call, but, you know, like, you probably look at the teams now and you probably think Madrid's there and you probably think well, PSG's there. Well, Barca and are, they're the two teams. Barca that, are currently eight points clear uh, of, of from Madrid in uh, La Liga. Really? Yeah, and they're five points clear. On, uh, Madrid are currently fourth, so they're not really travelling yeah. too crash hot at the moment. But long season, of course. And then the last game, uh, this is probably the... I'm just trying to think of a bigger game that could have happened. I think Madrid no. versus PSG is the, the yes. actual... Biggest game that could have happened here. Possibly, uh, yeah. Like you, these are two teams you'd probably expect to see in the final. Yeah, 100%. Do you, who goes in favourite? Does PSG go in favourite here? It's hard to say. Um, you know, PSG are really starting to they put their foot on, on world football now and as a, as a, you know, a proper team to be feared. Um, the attack's unbelievable. The defense is sold as a rock. Um, but then you look at Madrid and they're exactly the same. The only thing you could say about Madrid is their team's aging compared to PSG's. Yeah, I, I think that's probably... PSG's good... full of youth and Madrid's probably the, the yesterday heroes besides probably Ronaldo and a couple others. Asensio. Uh, oh, they've got Asensio. They, yeah. they get plays through slowly. They're just kind of... Um, like when you've, got, when you've got such star power in your team, it's kind of hard to... Yeah, you know, it's hard to convince people to come over if they're just going to play the bench or not get a game. So, well, you know, if you look at the moment, so you, you remove Ronaldo out, which we, he'll be gone in the next couple of years. Yeah, where does and and Ramos as well, Sergio Ramos as well. Yep. Does Madrid have that fear factor anymore either? 
Uh, I think so. I think I think Madrid by name alone currently still has fear factor. It's kind of one of those things that I. But yeah. I don't. I don't fear Madrid as much anymore. I don't as much as anymore, especially well, you know, after the group stage, it's kind of hard for me to fear them that yeah. much. But yeah, obviously, once it got, if we were play Madrid in the round of sixteen, I I fully aware that we would get absolutely pied. We would get absolutely destroyed. Okay. Yep. I just I just the way football works is you know the the underdog will get the win in the group stage, but if it happened again in the uh, in the last sixteen, last eight, last four, we would probably get absolutely pantsed because. I it's just, so. it's just the way of the world for some reason. And Spurs will do a Spurs thing and Spurs it all up. That's how it works. Anyway, either way, this is going to be Clash of the Titans, really. And I can't wait to watch it. Prediction? PSG. Easy? No. Benzema? Doesn't start. <laughs> Bale, Bale actually has been uh, apparently put up 79.5 million pound uh, is his market price. Uh, wants- they, they bought him for 88. 88, was it? Yeah, 89. It was 89. 89, yeah. So they're going down a little bit. He's injury prone as hell. He's getting old. He's, he's had a lot of good... How old is he now? He's 28, 29. He should be hitting his best years, shouldn't he? he? Like, he should be, but he's just so goddamn fucking injury prone Does right now. Does anyone want to take him for 79? That's the thing. It's like, you know, the only clubs that I could see taking him is like, because apparently uh, Premier League teams are looking, would be United or Chelsea. I can't see City wanting him because they're, they're so stacked right now. There's yeah. no point in them. Yeah. And Mourinho just might want to get bailed because he wants a new play toy. It's just, yeah, he's well, he like needs, one of those he needs something to lift the people too. United are very good at the, that, that almost like Galatico. Gla- uh, yeah, 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 definitely. They, they want this signing to wow people and... Um, if you Sell look at, merch sales. Yeah, and if you look at it every year, they've done that before. Whether they have to buy them or not, you know, you think of Ibra before um, Lukaku this year. Pogba. Um, De Maria back in the day. Uh, Memphis was even one. Like, yeah, yeah, on a small scale. But on still a smaller scale, but th- th- he was still, you know, one of the hottest properties in Europe at that stage. Um, you know, Rooney back in the day. Rooney back in the day, 100%. Um, even I- when they bought um, Rio Ferdinand, you know, to break the record for a centre-back. So... They're big for those kind of wow signings and Berbatov, <laughs> my boy, still got still got it on Berbatov. Ronaldo right? was one. Ronaldo, of course, well, yeah. a cheap version, but he was he was only bought for twelve million. But it's crazy. It's crazy to see the buzz that a twelve million dollar player Kane had when he was coming over. You know, coming on for his first game. I yeah. still I still watch those highlights. You know, he didn't have an amazing game. Like he had some great take ons and that, but like you know, his passing that wasn't fantastic. But no. there was some real buzz when he was coming on. It was very it was very cool to see. And yeah, just to he, see. well, they knew something special was about to start. Wasn't it? Oh, wouldn't it be cool if you came if you went back? But Mickey, anyway, uh, we've, we've established that Spurs are going to win the, the Champions League, but we will move on to the uh, the next well, kind of next two weeks. We kind of have to go through, don't we, Michael? Uh, with our predictions, because we are going to next time we do come to you, it will be goddamn. When will it be? It'll be week eighteen. Will be completed. So we're going to have to go through these nice and quickly for you, Mickey. Right. <sighs> Let's go. We'll start with week seventeen. Of course, Burnley Stoke. Two 0 Burnley. Uh two one Burnley. Uh Crystal Palace Watford. Palace one one with Watford. <laughs> You've done what I usually do. I'll uh, I'll go Watford. 1-0. Huddlesfield, Chelsea. Chelsea, 2-1. Two, 2-0. One. Two, uh, Swansea, Man City. Swansea, 0. Man City, 7. Swansea, 1. Man City, 5. Um, Newcastle, Everton. Newcastle, 1-0. Everton, 1-0. Uh, Southampton, Leicester. Leicester, 2-1. Southampton, 1-0. Uh, Man United, Bournemouth. United, 4-1. Uh, United will win 2-3-1. Uh, West Ham, Arsenal. 1-0. West Ham will win this 2-1. Uh, Liverpool, West Brom. Liverpool, 3-0. Uh, 1-1 draw. Uh, Tottenham, Brighton. Tottenham, 4-1. 
uh, Tottenham will win 3 0. Um, not any real surprises there, Mickey? Any, anything? Nah, no real crackers this week, is there's it? A lot of, there's a few games that we went different on, which means there are potential in our games coming up. Well, but... I'm coming thick and fast, so I've won the last few, haven't I? Yeah, you, you have won the last few, but I'm just I'm giving you some easy ones. Uh, yeah. get... <laughs> there are a few weeks that we haven't actually gotten scores from, so we have to kind of work out what we're going to do with those extra points towards the end of the season. But that we might have to do some doubles or something like that. But uh, we'll move on to week 18, Mickey, to finish off Leicester Crystal Palace. I thought we already did that. Leicester Crystal Palace. No, was that done. week 18? Uh, we're doing week 18 now. Yeah, Leicester Crystal Palace. Um, Leicester 2-1. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. It's hard to predict two games in advance now, Mickey. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal-Newcastle. Arsenal 1-0. Arsenal 3-0. Uh, Brighton-Burnley. Burnley 2-1. Brighton 1-0. Chelsea-Southampton. Chelsea 2-0. Um, Chelsea three one, Stoke West Ham West Ham two one, Stoke one nil, uh, Watford Huddersfield, Huddersfield one one, <laughs> so, uh, Watford two nil, Manchester City versus Tottenham, City two one. I'm gonna go two all draw. We drew we drew them last last year. Go for your own team. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to win, Nicky. I'm coming back hard. If you're doing, you're not that. doing that hard. Uh, West Brom, Man United, Man United four one, nil all. Uh, Bournemouth, Liverpool, uh, Liverpool three nil. Liverpool will win this one. Do you realise that I've said Liverpool three nil every time? Yeah, I know you do. I, I'm not, I've, I've said this most weeks that you just go Liverpool three nil. It's just like your Which stock is result. Stupid because we always make one defensive error a game. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's like when FIFA. If you forfeit a game in FIFA, I think you lose automatically three nil. So if, like if you four nil down, you might as well forfeit because <laughs> it's going to be better. Uh, I'm going to go Liverpool three nil. <laughs> Everton Swansea being the last game. Everton two one. I'm going to go with Everton two nil. Uh, that will do us, Mickey. But. Any takeaways that you've kind of taken out? I'll, I'll start. I'll, you know what? I'll just fucking start. Why not? Go on. Um, City are going to... Uh, City only have one more test here, uh, realistically. I, I, we, we kind of said at the start that they've won the league already. If they beat Spurs, like, and I know this might seem like a minor thing, but if they beat Spurs, I think it's absolutely, like, 99% sure that they'll win it. Right now, they're probably at about a 90% chance. Like, you know, the yeah. very small chance of losing. But uh, it just seems like they're, they're just going to go on their merry way. If we're, if we're sitting here in a week's time and they're... Six more points to the good. There's no catching them. Um, United. Uh, that means every other team would have to lose twice. Yeah. In the top six. Yeah. That's not going to happen. But keep going. <laughs> there six. I mean, six points more for City themselves. They'd be on mm. fifty-two points if they win the next two. Uh, I don't, I just don't see it happening for uh, any other team right now. It's unfortunate because there's just there's there's too much of a tendency for United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, and Burnley because I'm going to chuck them in to uh, to drop points. Uh, it just I don't know. It just doesn't seem likely to me. And uh, I'm I said at the start of the season Lukaku was going to win the Golden Boot. I was pretty confident on that, especially early yeah. in the season. Um, I'm pretty sure Harry Kane's going to win it now. I'm pretty confident. What about Mo Salah? Uh, Mo Salah's doing he'll really well. Drop off. Yeah, I'm just I'm expecting it. You know, you know, it's like Leicester. I'm expecting them to drop off, but. Yeah. What happened there? Uh, my takeaway is that it's going to be a matter of time now before City um, will, will turn, not a blind eye to the league, obviously, but like, they'll be so far ahead that they'll put all their eggs into the Champions League basket. Yep. And um, I think that's where we'll see their best football coming into the next couple of months. Do you think uh, if there was one injury that City couldn't afford, who would it be? Kevin De Bruyne. You reckon De Bruyne? He's the only player. Oh, even then they've got David Silva. Um I don't, I don't know. I just think that 
they've got coverage. Is, yeah, they've got coverage everywhere, and that's why they're where they are because they've got a squad that can take on the Champions League and the Premier League full pelt, you know, 100 percent of the time and not have any worries. Like even Fabian Delph as a left back at the moment is dominating. Yeah, it's when you're making Fabian Delph, who was a pretty like he was a player in obscurity, you know, for the last few seasons, and mm. he's just come out and done what he's doing right now. It's kind of the Ashley Young kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Must be the, must be the number eighteen. <sighs> Who's our number eighteen? I don't even know. Kane used to be number eight. Delph and Young. Yeah, but not for Spurs. <laughs> Who's our number oh, eighteen? Spurs. I know ours is Alberto Moreno. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sums that sums up, doesn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Total 90 Premier League Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. My second wife, Mickey Kennedy, is going to take us out. Take us out, Mickey. Uh, two massive fishes for the league. Um, yeah, listen to us on Tuesday for all the results and what happened. Mickey Kennedy, did you know it's going to be the best season in the Premier League? Yes, I, I did, because we've talked about it a lot. Because we're going to take you every step of the way through it. 